Just take a look around. Darkness rules the earth. In a dangerous world. Governments crumble. Chaos reigns. In a treacherous time. There is opportunity in chaos. Evil is a fact. We shall succeed where they have failed. Drax is on a quest for a supernatural power. They know far too much. And courage. Stop them. You're the only one who can. Is a phantom. Somebody I already killed. There are some who say he is only a myth. Soon they will discover the phantom is real. Come with us now, if you dare, down a rickety staircase into a dank, dark basement. What awaits the Saturday Night Freak Show? <laughs> Welcome back, friends and neighbors, to the most exciting episode of the Saturday Night Freak Show podcast. Every Saturday, it happens right here on your internet radio dial, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio. You know where to find us. You're listening to us right now. Uh, my name is Colin. I'm your host. I'm surrounded by the internet radio superstars, Gary, Travis, Brent. And this week, we watched the movie chosen by Travis, and it was titled The Phantom Man. The Man. It was from the year 1996. Six, six, six. Directed by uh, Simon Winsor. Simon Winsor. Director of Quigley Down Under. Oh, yeah? Uh, Okay. And I think Tomb Raider, maybe? Tomb oh, yeah? Raider? Maybe okay. Tomb Raider? You might oh, have yeah, Tomb Raider. Yeah. I didn't see either of those. Two out of three. <laughs> yeah. I gotta double check that. All right. So, so what's, the guy what's can the photograph uh, <laughs> scenery. The guy's got, you know. I love The Phantom. This is why it's my movie. It was one of the first superhero movies I saw cold when I was, what, I was 13 or I think about 13 when this came out. And, uh,. Oh, Free Willy, he did. So oh, he did Free Willy, yeah. <laughs> But uh, I don't know, just seeing a superhero movie that, you know, because, I mean, as a kid, you knew who Batman was, you know who Superman was. They say the Phantom. You're like, who the fuck is the Phantom, you know? Right. Why is he purple? <laughs> what does purple have to do with being a Phantom, you know? And, you know, the more Why I... Why is he purple? He's purple because, well, uh, for those who came in late... <laughs> Ah, I had to nice slip in there. Ah. You know, the Phantom is about a a a young boy that survived, like back in the 14th century, I want to say that that survives a pirate attack, and he watches his father and his and the crew get murdered, and he survives and washes up on the shore of the Beng- what back in 36 when Lee Falk created this was called Bengali, but then it's been called Bengala. And the uh, the Megala tribe made him the fan. He swore an oath on the skulls. I don't know if it was supposed to be the skull. I've always thought it was the skulls of the crew. Mm. Or the skull of his dead father or something right. like that. But something like that. So he becomes the phantom and then... The ghost who walks. The ghost who walks. He has other... He has a son that, you know, continues his fight against piracy. And, and this movie comes in on what would be the 21st phantom. 
we were looking at the 21st Phantom. So there's been all these different people, all named Kit Walker. <laughs> they yeah. all, they keep, they all, I don't know if this movie even says that, that they all named their sons Kit Walker. No, no every Phantom that. is named Kit Walker. Are they? Yeah. yeah. They're oh. all named Kit Walker, you know? Yeah. It's I kind don't... of a Dread Pirate Roberts thing going on there, where there's always a Dread Pirate Roberts, mm-hmm. right? Wait, what was the real pirate? That, oh, wait, hold uh, on. So why was he purple? <laughs> because that's in the best piracy, way to hide in the jungle. Well, in, okay, during, uh, during okay, in the comic book, the movie really doesn't show it like this. But in the comic book and the old like chapter serials, the Phantom is actually supposed to be worshipped by the Bengala people like a like a god, and and purple was the color of royalty. Okay, yeah, and like there we go. Some of the most one, like back in the day, some of the most expensive. Uh, you know, when you said that, when you said that he, color to make when he was being worshipped as a god, that, like, it triggered an image of my mind of him sitting on, like, this throne. throne. And yeah, I'm like, in the throne. movie, though, they really don't show that. Like, you get the impression that when you first see him, that he's on the throne. Like, you know, what, the or the wolf's name is Devil, right? Yeah. He's, mm-hmm. got, he's got a pet wolf. Named yeah. He's like, Devil, someone needs us. And you see him getting up, but it's all done in these close-ups. And I'm like... And he's like I, inside his skull cave. But I have this image of yeah. him sitting on that. Was was one of the promo there was a poster maybe, maybe. or something like that. I that was more... Was. Or... Yeah, I want to say maybe even in the trailer, there's more of a, like a mid-shot of him sitting on the throne that like does a slow oh, okay. zoom in or something like that. So I, I have yeah, that yeah, somewhere yeah. and just kind of forgot about it. In the old chapter serial, that that throne would be out where the Bengala tribe people could be like so like there'd be the drums, the people would gather. Then there'd be like a almost like a magic show where they'd have like throw smoke up, and then the phantom would appear. You know, like oh, oh, oh you know, <laughs> it was kind of a little like I don't know what vindictive. I guess of the old phantom could like pretend he's a you know like yeah yeah I'm many men I'm many men I'm many men. <laughs> but then again, you're portraying you an immortal, right? Yeah. You're betraying an immortal that, yeah. And I think only like the Chiefsmen or whatever the hell knew. Which I, I like that this movie plays into that where uh, there's that one British, um, fuck major. I don't know. He's a jungle yeah, patrol yeah, like yeah. major that you know talks about like oh more phantom stuff hogwash you know. And then when he does talk to the phantom, you know, talks about how hard it is to pretend that he's not even real and yeah. But I like how the Phantom is almost like the anti-Indiana Jones. He's the... Because like, supposedly Indiana Jones goes to these like crazy places to get relics before the Nazis get them, right? Right. right. But then there's always tries people that are like, Hey, asshole! That, that is ours! <laughs> like, regardless of... like, You know, he's like, No, no, no. I can protect this better in the yeah. uh, Museum of... Where is it? San Indian? Francisco or something like that? Or, I can't it remember. Be in a museum. Yeah, that's what he says. Yeah. Or whatever his college. So anyway, so I've always thought of the Phantom as, you know, a... Oh, he's like, holy shit, he's the anti-Indiana Jones. It starts off with uh, Dexter's father. James uh, Remar. James Remar. He's always a character... A yeah, he's a character named Quill. Yeah. Well, he's the most Indiana Jones-like character in the movie. I mean, he's like the evil he's anti the, yeah. Indiana Oh, absolutely. Jones. Right. But like at that point in the movie... Or is Indiana Jones to the perspective of the tribes people that get their right, shit yeah, stolen. Right, yeah, you know, I like, suppose, right? Fuck! Yeah. yeah, he's leading a band of adventurers, like, off to try and steal this skull. So that section of the movie does feel, like, heavily lifted from... I mean, not, like... I think Indiana Jones and the Phantom both draw from, like, the same inspiration, right? Like, well, he's... 
It's the pulp era. Well, the yeah. pulp adventure serial chapter serials. Yeah. It's all that. Yeah, it's all. But the, the Phantom. Same vein. Well, I mean, the Phantom like was one of those. Things. I mean, right, Indiana yeah, Jones yeah. is a look back yeah, to yeah, that, yeah. where the Phantom has always been a character that right, dealt yeah. with you know that shit. You know, well, you which that, we talked in the Flash Gordon um, podcast about how the idea of this is. When all the dudes went off to World War One and World War, well, yeah, World War One, when they came back, that's when comic strips started taking the Buck Rogers, Flash Gordon. It was always about these far off destinations, just because like people before, you know, they were just secluded in America when they actually had a chance to go to like a completely fucking foreign world in a weird way, right? It'd be like an alien world or whatever, and that's when comic books. And uh, stories like Tarzan and shit like that started becoming more popular in those days just because, you know, the imagining yeah. uh, going to an alien culture or, uh, you know, distant, far off, you know, whatever the hell. Right. So, yeah, so Quill and those guys, they're, they're stealing the uh, the skulls of Taganja or whatever Taganja. I was just looking up because you know, it's like we were talking Those are the Jamaican skulls. Taganja. <laughs> where we were talking, you know, like the pulp history of this, but I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, it's like if Indiana Jones is kind of like he's kind of uh, the descendant of like Alan Quatermain, right? The Alan the HR yeah. uh, what Haggard writer, uh, <laughs> I think so. right? And that, that was guy. 1885. I just right. looked it up. So that was 1885. But I mean, it's like a movie that promises, or a story that promises exotic locations. You're in the jungle. There's, you know, treasure and people who are hunting treasure. And you got, you know, daring do and escapes from. Well, and that narrows over into stuff like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, things like that. It's well, the, that's taking yeah, that character. Alan, but that, yeah. yeah, he's from 1885. So right. he like. I just remember the old bad movie with Sharon Stone in it. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, it's uh, Richard Chamberlain. Yes. Yeah. What movie is that? King Solomon's Mines. Huh. Yeah. No but, idea. I mean, Quatermain was, like, uh, he was this, I think he was an adventurer, you know? I mean, he had, like, the They're fucking supposed to be writing a new one. They're supposed to be making a new one. Yeah. I forget who's writing. That wouldn't surprise me. I mean, he's, like, he's the grandfather of the Indiana Jones type, right. you know? And then I, I'm assuming you know, you're saying in World War One they had well all in this comic kind of, strips why right. people oh, wanted oh, their daily right. strips because the Phantom was a newspaper daily yeah right. which was, is why yeah. most of these led into being set in World War Two because by that time that's when all that was rolling yeah it started yeah. rolling well about you know like, like you I said, said the World Phantom War was created in '36 mm-hmm. uh, and uh, I've always been interested in the idea that the Phantom. Even though he's what I call a masked vigilante, who's like the green horn. These guys that just wear a mask, they usually have like 45 pistols, you know, just because that's how you dealt with, you know, right. gangsters back in the day. You answered yeah. them back with, you know, bullets. Well, <laughs> well yeah, because you had the guys like the Shadow, the Spider, all those guys. And that's, you're right. They had the yeah, two they guns. Just, yeah. yeah. Back in the day, I mean, this movie doesn't go into killing people and whatever because, you know. Guns are only for disarming other yeah, people. Yeah, you have to just shoot it out of the, like, ah, he's such a good shot. <laughs> well, it is rated PG. Yeah, right, definitely. Right. Yeah. It's fun for the whole family. For sure. I think it is. I mean, Did Batman ever use guns? In the in the beginning. In the yeah, in thirty nine. Like, yeah. In the first like two weeks, but then people had to be like, Yeah, maybe it's They're like irresponsible. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's such a like fan of whatever. But the Phantom had the skull cave, which predates the Bat Cave yep. by what, four four or five years? I wanna say Batman was forty, right? Forty or forty one. I'll say forty or forty one. So yeah. yeah. Uh 
So what's his name? The guy who invented Batman was a fan of the Phantom. We think. I'm sure. Well, well even, even though even though I think Batman's more of a shadow like take, yeah. but still, you know, just it's Bob always King, it's always. Yeah, I think Bob the King. Phantom is one of these characters that just added to what we know of co- like costumed heroes. You know, because cool. even though he was I like that a, up, did you know that he was the first costumed hero to wear the skin tight. Uh, that's kind of leotard. What that's what I'm kind of saying. Like the Phantom was body like the suit. first, the yeah, like the skin tight bodysuit and the mask. Even though Superman one. is credit, I mean Superman is the first skin tight wearing guy with superpowers. Yeah, the Phantom was really the first like kind of costumed hero in a weird way, or, like almost the first superhero yeah. in a weird way. No, was Doc Savage out of that era too? He was wasn't Doc he? Savage. Yeah, yeah, Doc Savage, but he was Man more. Of yeah, yeah, but he that was more. I want to say he was more the. He had like digest novels, mm, like more than the, the more pulp. the pulp novel. I don't right. think he had a stripper. Yeah, because the shadow wasn't a comic character at that point. He was subsequently. He was radio. Was, then right. they did. Was he? Was he books too? Yeah, he was books too. <clears throat> yeah, but he had different. Like the books didn't have any supernatural aspects to him. Where in the radio show, just because they're playing with sound, they gave him the that ability to like you know, hide himself, like cloud your mind to be invisible. That way you're supposed to imagine the shadow is a voice coming from the corner of your room. Yeah. So in the, uh, like I said before, the, the Phantom has had a, uh, a uh, chapter serial back in the day. I've only watched a little bit of it, but it kind of, yeah, yeah, but that follows more of a, uh, a to B story of, uh, it shows an old Phantom who does like get wounded. So they have to call, you know, I, I don't even know if his name was Kit Walker in the old chapter seals, but they had to call Kit Walker back and be, you know, tell him to become the Phantom, and you know, he takes the mantle. But I like how this movie just starts with the Phantom. He's the Phantom. You know, you hear I love I love that scene where uh, when Quill when they get the first skull, like a silver skull that, uh, and that what's also very Indiana Jonesy is the uh, the uh, the the corpse coming the alive skeleton. and. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, very like the, reminiscent. Like, I mean, clearly they they saw, you know, they were like, we're going to make a movie that's going to have, like, the kind of echo of, you know, Indiana Jones, this kind of... It always yeah, just, you know, just cracks Indiana Jones, Batman stuff movie. Like that. Brilliant. Yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> you know, they have no tendons to tighten any of that down. So it just always cracks me up. Right, yeah. Skeletons like, what's do he that doing kind of thing. How's he making Yeah, but it's work? supernatural, so it's, you yeah, gotta... It's yeah. cursed. Yeah, yeah it's exactly. One of the, it's one yeah. of those skulls of Taganda, or whatever. What is it? Taganda? Taganda. Taganda. I mean, it's basically the filling for the Lost Ark in this movie. It's yeah, an it's object the, that once you skull. have, yeah, eventually that they did that, right? <laughs> yeah. So you put these three things together, and they give you the power. Like the army that marches with this thing will be invincible. Yeah, it's like a nuclear bomb or something, yeah. or whatever. The world, yeah. That's why I said like Nazis are going to start melting pretty soon as soon as they got all the skulls, right? Yeah. yeah. But I like how as soon as uh, you know they start hearing the 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 drums, the doodle, like what is that? And Quill's like nothing. It ain't nothing. But hurry, hurry. I just thing, love yeah. that sort of thing, right? You're like, holy fuck, man. What's that poem? Drums, drums, drums in the in the dark or deeper. Something like that reminds me of that. Something like very like ominous about. Yeah. You know, oh, that's kind of creepy. I mean, you yeah. can do that as a superhero and a horror movie. It's just like, oh my God. They're like calling to the Phantom. So the Phantom's like, Devil, someone needs us. <laughs> right? <laughs> he has his heroic <laughs> little head lift. Well, well, well see, and that's the yeah, thing. Like, the Billy Zane, Billy Zane to me is one of those actors, much like Statham. He's always Billy Zane, but Billy Zane makes me like every character he is, not like Statham. It's, you know, well, Billy, I, I do like the characters he portrays, but he's always Billy Zane to me. 
But this this movie especially makes me feel like this is an old chapter serial brought to life, you know, in modern times. Well, in this and, movie, and that's what I like he about. has like a lightness to the character, like all the time. He's just kind of goofy. He's a little, well, not, well, it's fun sorry, to be the goofy. Phantom. He's confident, yeah, yeah. so it's fun to be the Phantom. He's not a brooding superhero that we right. get to know, like, about five years later from this movie. The, uh, yeah, now he, now he more now I he would mourn the fact that he had to that yes. I like, yes. I like, yeah. I respond. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but I like because I think well, Iron like, Man brought that too, right? Iron Tony Stark, his Iron Man is I'm having fun. This guy, right? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. he is the constantly joke because it's the movie that's trying to be everything. It's trying to be oh, we're going to be comedy action. You know, drama, romance, you know, ha, car the, chases, the spectrum, yeah. the gambit. We're running the gambit of movies. Like, don't tell me there's nothing you don't like in this movie, folks. Don't, we got something in there for Don't forget everyone. the bad bullet bounces, Travis. Bad bullet. Well, that's bad. just uh, I think that's actually these guys, like, watching their movie, then, like, just having no faith. Like, oh, guys, we need to put a little bit more action in there by having, like, Really bad digital. Well, Do you remember Sparks what year it was when they actually figured out green screen? Because like they still hadn't figured it out by, in '96. Because like you know, like nowadays, I don't even know. Uh, the you, transitions are not; they're pretty seamless. Right. Yeah. And that was not. And like when you watch, you're like, "That's green screen. That's gr-. it's not as bad as Indiana Jones." Right. But well, it, there's like a lack of motion blur or something or, on it that somehow it's yeah. It's a it's, color. It's a color. Yeah. There's it's a like color distortion. It's like the I don't know if it's when they print the final. It's like they're exposing it twice or yeah, something, right. yeah, dude. Because so yeah, I almost yeah. swear that when this movie came out, I saw a special talking about how this was one of the first like like digital green screen jobs like there was a big deal about the computer effects in this movie I'm sure at the time it looked great yeah you watch it now well I don't even now at the time I've seen worse I think because Escape from LA I want to say was like one. I think that was like 96 also was it and I remember in 96 we knew they were making a new like Star Wars movie yeah. And uh, I don't know who did the visual effects on this one, sit and, and watch at the end, but like I knew ILM had done Escape from LA, and it's got some of the most atrocious uh, visual effects. That I think surfing that, scene? Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, it's fucking oh, terrible. Yeah. yeah. And we're yeah. like, <laughs> I guess all the good guys are working on the Star Wars movie right. then at ILM, and they oh, put yeah. like the first year the apprentices. Yeah. Escape from LA. Yeah. I thought this was better looking than. Than that, for yeah. sure, you know. For yeah. being I mean, same, it didn't. It didn't use a lot. I mean, that's it's, definitely why it's it didn't used rely. It still had practical yeah. stunts in it too. Yeah, because most of this movie is just like a guy on a horse, and he like he's gonna, you know, jump on this, you know, Wait, this bar that yeah. we're gonna cleverly disguise as a vine, and he's gonna do the oh, <laughs> circle around, and then. Did the horse have a name? Hero. Okay, they just so for some reason, the horse, don't say devil, the, the, name the, of the wolf. Yeah, I was t- I was at the movie because I said I for some reason I always thought it was devil and tiger, and it just. Uh, but I love how like this movie to me show another one of those things where I like as a as a kid watching a superhero movie that I have no like awareness of the character at all. I thought they were able to show these two animals as awesome sidekicks, and they like they showed the animals like interacting with each other, interacting with Billy Zane, being like, "Cool, dude, I'll get him," you know, or yeah, Billy Zane making funny jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. if he moves, eat him. Yeah, and then I like just the the the, when the wolf run hero runs up to the horse or or the whatever the horse and the wolf just kind of run up to each other, kind of have a few little like nods, and then the the horse is like. 
All right, cool. I'm off. I'm and on then board. you see the yeah. plane in the background, like, holy fuck, man! This horse knows where he's going. He's got to follow that plane, man. Yeah, there it's was a moment I was worried. Like they left Hero. There's a scene where the Phantom has to rescue the female uh, lead from the movie uh, from the bad guys. Diana and the and the, uh, yeah. the wolf is left on the ship. The Phantom and the girl take off. I'm like. This is going to be one of those things, like, he just kind of leaves the, the dog to the wolf, and then, like, magically later, he's going to show up at the place where we're never going to, mo- you know, mention this. But it actually does, like, give a scene, you know, so the dog, or the, sorry, the wolf actually does, you know, we see it get away from the... Right. They're, yeah, they're well, bad but, guys. But the wolf does drop the ball a little bit, because he allows James Remar and about three other people to get off the ship after yeah, the well, phantom shooting at him. Yeah, he's like, he could have killed him, yeah, yeah, he's all just whatever. Yeah. I like I like a uh, Diana Palmer's character or whatever her Christy, Christy Swanson. Swanson character Diana Palmer. Uh, I mean she she like arrives at her like uncle's uh, big posh. Uh, he's a newspaper man. He's he gonna expose the, Hugo was, Drax or whatever. She's, what she's from the comics. Right? Drax. Yeah, yeah. Diana Palmer is from the yeah. Uh, comics. Yeah, and so Drax is he's this multi millionaire mobster type who's uh, trying to get Just these three skulls on, yeah. and the. Christy Swanson, or Diana Palmer's uncle, yeah. is the newspaper magnate who's uh, trying to expose this, and so he's putting himself in harm's way. She says, "I'll go to the jungle to find out what this guy's because I can't like. turn my back on." Him. Yeah, because yeah. he threatened by the newspaper that he owns. Yeah, he right. the, and yeah. he's got the uh, police commissioner, mayor. Yeah, but uh, but the newspaper guy and the un- and that, the yeah. mafia. But right. I like how yeah. her first scene when she pulls up, she gets out of the car and she starts taking her. Her luggage out, and the butler guy has it like, "Oh, I'll take." You know, that's right there. Shows her character that she, even though she's a rich she's girl, an woman. she fucking does everything. Because I mean, this is you know Rosie the Riveter, you know our Rosie the Riveter and all that shit. You know where, yeah. like much like a Lois Lane character, but I think in a weird way, more pro. Well, not just as proactive. She's just as proactive as Lois Lane. She just doesn't have like a, she's not like a journalist or anything. She's just uh, she's an adventurer. Guess so. She's uh, a woman what was she the doing world. in the Oz- Ozark? Yeah. They said she was in the Ozarks. Yeah. No, the Yukon. Oh, the Yukon. Yeah. Yukon. Yeah. She just seems like an adventurer. That just, you know, because she's got the money, a traveler, she's let's say. Wanderlust. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's the whole thing. I don't know. Like, I had set. a problem with her character travel. What the fuck are you talking about? Sadly. Because, I, yeah, I was sitting there going, like, what is, like, her function in this movie other than to be. You know, the uh, uh, damsel in distress. Exactly. Yeah. But why can't why? But so even what? that, even that, the love story was like. Well, she was is there a love strong. story there? Because oh, there's between a, her and Kit. See, it sure. was like really. I didn't get that at all. It's like people told you it was happening, but I didn't really feel it. They meet. She goes to the wherever Bengal. She well, finds but she the was no matter what. She was already her. in love with Kit Walker, yeah. dude. Because yeah. you learned that Kit Walker and him or her went to school together, or whatever. So. Yeah, I know that scene where Catherine Zeta Jones just goes, admit yeah. it. Yeah. That's He's in one. love with it's like uh it's like the second scene where <laughs> yeah, you're like where you're like, but uh, you know how movies she are. She just doesn't deny it. No, I get I you're totally get it for the whatever. type of movie. But I don't care weird. about the I it think was just even for like, a damsel in distress, she's a strong character. Well, exactly. That's why I said she's not the typical damsel in distress. She can fight back, she throws punches. Yeah, she, she? Oh absolutely. Yeah, she's just knocked around by it. she's just outnumbered. What's she yeah. supposed to do? Just like, you know, <laughs> She punches out Catherine Zeta-Jones in the beginning. Right. Yeah. She I also changes that. Catherine Zeta-Jones' point of view. She does. Through she morale shaming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's like one of the most... I love that scene, actually, <laughs> where the chick just like... Uh, I forget how Catherine Zeta-Jones snaps at her. What does she say? 
and uh, and uh, Diane Pam- Palmer. She goes, what's wrong with you? Don't you care about anything? And she's like, like what? She's like, you figure it out. Right? <laughs> I love right? that scene. Yeah. And then she has that really like, fuck, she's right. I'm just like this negative pissed off bitch. Right. You yeah. know? I like that. It's a good way to like turn a character around without like having to have some big like, it's always, the only way they usually turn characters around is to show like the bad guy like, Leave them, you know, like, no, you know, it's always. I the, thought I was one of you. And now yeah, yeah, I thought I was one of you. But I just like that. How she was able to shame her around. Like, <laughs> like, like fuck. <laughs> like, kind of ruined my pride a little yeah, bit. Yeah, especially because when, when you first meet her character, she's almost like, well, she is comic book evil. But, yeah, right? She's like, like overbearing. Yeah. 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 Oh, I, I Unders- love like. Oversexed. Oversexed. But she's like the best. She's the fucking femme fatale, except yeah. she doesn't like. Oh, she could have done She's more to like seduce Valkyrie the She's almost like Valkyrie from Airboy. That character. The, the well, female pilot. Well, yeah, she's a female pilot, kind <laughs> of a Nazi-esque. She's flying the red and black plane. Yeah. You just have plane. to have femme yeah. fatale if you're back yeah. in the day. Well, you have to have women that are like, you're dangerous and you want to yeah. kill me. So but she, if but you wanted like, to yeah. do anything, <laughs> I'd totally be jealous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the idea that she was, you know, as you said, shamed into changing her character after they're thrown together and, you know, like they come upon these pirates and it's them. Uh, Kirstie Swanson and Catherine Zeta Jones are on the, you know, they're against the pirates. So they kind of fall into it. And then after that, Catherine Zeta Jones has changed her personality around or her allegiance, morality. I like that about it, but it did seem kind of convenient. And I was sitting there going like, okay, she's, this is just a put on, right? It's like, we have to fight together now, but like, as soon as we're well, done doing this, feel like but she's going to turn on her, but she never did. It was like right. a legitimate thing. It was like, well, oh, yeah. it was oh, genuine. Okay. Yeah. But if you looked at it though, that one pirate guy, the veiled, and thank goodness that the Phantom has, I mean, you know, I don't want to get more veiled rape threats than, but that's what I'm saying. The pirate's kind of going, she's mine. Oh. And none of the guys were sticking up for her. So that's when I think Catherine said his own Jones need the oh. guy in the crotch. And she goes, us girls got to stick together. Yeah. Cause they yeah. don't care if yeah, pirates right. rape yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly that's <laughs> what I'm there yeah. for. Well, I want to talk about Xander, but before we get way the end of the movie, I, I wanted to make sure we talk about Xander Drax a little bit. Uh, I like this character a lot as a villain because it's, He's almost Treat Williams, yeah, yeah, Treat twirling Williams. his mustache almost. Yeah. Dude, that's what I like about this guy. It's like you needed a I went to high school with this guy, man. Yeah. I did. I went to high school with this guy. This guy is like oh, somehow really popular, just like really confident, very like. And I like that he's the same way. Like, like in all the Indiana Jones, it's always like I don't want to talk about a lot about Indiana Jones throughout this podcast, but. Since we're comparing these type of movies, yeah, it's always like, well, Adolf Hitler wants the occult thing, wants the occult. It's all about the occult. I like that power. Scene where the guy's like, he's like, well, I'm out. How is the darkness? Well, ah, for Pete's sake, I was an altar boy, right? Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, but I like how he's not into the occult. He's just someone that's interested in it. And I like that idea of somebody who is messing with the occult. Dabbling. But they don't even really care if it is real or not. You know, they don't... I like how the the uncle says it best in the meeting at the beginning about how he's like, I've been looking at Xander Drax's personal business at the library. He's interested in this symbol. The evil saying pirate, you know, brotherhood or whatever. But he talks about how he's like, he's like supernatural stuff, gentlemen. He's like, even if it's not what Xander Drax believes it's real, and that's dangerous enough. These are turbulent times, gentlemen. Dictators are popping up. I was like, that's fucking writing, man. I love that fucking scene. But yeah, I like the idea that, that he doesn't even, he's not even that, I mean, he's, 
That's why, like, ever, like when they get the two skulls, if you get the two skulls together, they'll point the way to the third skull, of course, right? right. <laughs> how else yeah. do you drive this plot forward? <laughs> and, <laughs> but uh, I like how he's just like, he's just like, this is fantastic! He's having a thrill ride, because, like I said, yeah. he doesn't care if, if, if it's like power from the devil, it doesn't he doesn't care if it's power. He just it's just power. It's interesting to him. Yeah. He's a guy of the new world. It's all about jet setting around the world and like taking. And what's interesting, if you, I mean, the '30s was a time. I mean, '30s is when Hollywood became all about mysticism. Like all that new mysticism started coming out in the '30s. That's when fucking Aleister uh, Crowley, Crowley fucking yeah. came out with the first. Uh, book of satan sort of thing and and that's when uh, everybody in hollywood so this occult thing was just huge in the 30s huge and but i like how they kind of downplay it in this it's just even though i kind of wish they would have downplayed a little bit more because you're you just like indiana jones you're struck with a little bit too much like realism towards the supernatural at the end where you're like huh so it does yeah these skulls, like, have <laughs> shoot laser things yeah. or whatever. Yeah. They can apparently control, like, is there a trigger on it to shoot yeah, the lasers? Maybe it's your intent. It's the idea yeah. that yeah, you that's just... that's probably what it is. I think yeah. you can still use it. It's just like Almost have... Like a it's power like, ring. Yeah, it's just having a gun without a fucking, like, way to aim it or something like that in a weird way. But, uh... Well, Drax is such a mischievous, evil character that one of the things that I... Re- I saw this movie in the theater in 1996. And to be fair, I forgot like all about it. Like I'm sitting there going like watching the movie tonight. I'm like, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> and then there's this scene <laughs> where he's got in his office. Oh, this, oh this, library. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this, uh, not a telescope. It's a, a microscope. And it's got these razor blades or it's got these knives that retract down into the eyepiece. <laughs> it's, awesome. it's very hysterical. Over. It's a very pranky, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look into it. There's something at the in this that I want you to look at. Uh, there's nothing there. Adjust the knob. Yeah, yeah, like how how often do you use that thing? Because like if you just right. leave that sitting out and some curious <laughs> right, person yeah. comes, well, it was over. perfect. I mean, Xander Drax. That's what I like about Xander Drax. He's the perfect villain. Because I mean, even the dialogue before that is like all per. It's like trust me, Xander. Your things are safe with me. I handle all requests to see the archives. I see them myself. You know, like ah, oh, I get it. Yep. Do me a favor. Look at this, right? You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and and he is, like you said, he is that perfect villain because short of wearing the top hat, the cape, and tying Diana Palmer to some train tracks, yeah, he is perfect. Yes, he's snidely yeah. whiplash well, he's, in a way. He's also he's very nice. You know, he's yeah, the night he, like oh, he's <laughs> that scene where like we're security, whether they bust Kit Walker, <laughs> like you know, uh, the gangsters are, uh, are kidnapping him. But uh, and there's all these hmm. people standing around in this museum, and he's like, "There's a cake and whatever in the other <laughs> yeah. room, folks. Be sure ones. to take yeah. the little ones." Well, which is charming because yeah. in new movies they just gun everybody down and walk out of there. So yeah, that's got it's a little charm. He's to supposed it. to be yeah, like a big it? city mogul. It's like back in those days, usually people like know who the big like. I mean, they know who freaking uh, yeah, he's got a reputation or whatever. Right? He's, he's got the he's legit the, reputation. Yeah, he's, he's got a, like. What do you mean, head of security? Isn't that like the richest guy? He's like Donald Trump in that era. Yeah. He seems like yeah, he's that charismatic business type, but like now he's at like he's at the finish line of you know his big diabolical plan, and so he's just kind of going off the rails a little bit, like stabbing the guy in his office with the spear. <laughs> right? Yeah. It's like yeah, yeah, he's yeah, got like more like, confidence because I always imagine him as being like a straightforward dude until he had enough money to start 
mixing in with mobsters. Right. And then since he's had some protection, now he can like, you know. Yeah. I would, I, I would vote for the guy if he ran for office. <laughs> Xander Trax. <laughs> yeah. Great name. And now Fucking, we know what's wrong with That guy is surely not a villain. <laughs> Xander Trax. <laughs> um, I like how, uh, man, it was, the, uh, Xander Trax. Well, if you don't, if you don't think go of ahead, it, go I, go I got. I want to talk about uh, the Phantom's dad and that whole mm. lineage because it's exactly like Dexter, which isn't my point, but the fact that Dexter's dad's in it. Dexter's dad is in it. It's it's well, a. But he's uh, actually talking to a ghost, right? Right, instead of like his imaginary friend, which is in Dexter. But no, like the way that, that it, it? I don't know if I got that. Out. What. That he was talking to a ghost. I didn't yes, know what the hell was going on. Ghosts disappear. They even yeah. did the slow fade, so like yeah. audiences wouldn't be sure to miss yeah. it. Oh, see, I don't know having Yoda the, standing next to him. Yeah. I don't know how that is. Then, uh, like, for then some reason, a little Haji from Johnny Quest comes in, <laughs> and he says, uh, <laughs> and he says, who are you talking to? He goes, uh, no one. I was talking to myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's why I was like, I thought that it was all in his mind. I guess that's how I see those scenes where like a character's talking. Well, that's oh. it's because they play it the exact same way that they do in Dexter. I mean, the way it's shot, the way the dialogue is. I mean, everything is it's Dexter. And I know this was first, but uh, like, like he's it, he'll openly talk. He doesn't even care if he's in front of somebody. Well, like in the taxi cab, yeah, yeah. he was having yeah. the. Direct like blah 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 right. like well, yeah right, where they can get a joke out of it yeah, right. like, <laughs> yeah. oh you're talking to me now yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah well and the father's got some great lines as Travis pointed out but so. even before you know I mean not being a fan of the comic you know I don't go in knowing that the Phantom's gonna be you know the you you pass it down with your seed or you know with your son. I, I had no idea about that. So meeting the father first, you you meet the father figure, and you know it's a ghost or a spirit or something, or an imagination or whatever. But uh, you you find that out like way before you find out about the lineage of the yeah. phantom, which is cool because it's it it's it makes that moment when you find out the lineage that much more powerful, impactful, yeah. I guess. And I always thought, like, the end of this movie kind of ruins it a little bit, because he said, like, at the end of this movie, the because fa- the father narrates the very beginning and the very end, and at the very end, he says, like, well, now that, like, you know, Diana Palmer w- w- promised herself she would return to the jungle, and, and you know, the Phantom hasn't, like, stopped, blah, 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 he's like, and then... Maybe if they if they quit fucking around and you know get together, then maybe I can get some rest. So it's like so he's a ghost until, but it's like but he's just. But, yeah, the, he, but Billy Zane's already the Phantom. Would his ghost already be ceased to exist? He's saying he can't rest until until well, he's so they, two of them. Then there's always the mentor. They're yeah. all, okay. So there once, always has to be the one in waiting. Yeah. Once yeah. Billy right. Zane has a kid, and then Billy Zane will mentor the kid. Because when I was a kid, I yeah. always thought it was because Quill had his dad's belt, and that's why he was a ghost. Right. Because he couldn't rest until it was. Because returned. at the end, they show him the phantom, the the phantom cave where you have the belt and the weapon of every single phantom, and I thought since his belt. And whatever wasn't there, I thought his uh, soul wasn't at rest. But then they whoop in the thing about the two, the the not having the. Okay, that makes total sense. I'm surprised I didn't get that. Yeah, <laughs> maybe because I wanted it to be the belt. <laughs> I was like, yeah, Quill, because that's what I like. Because Quill sets it up as like I already killed this guy. You know, yeah, I yeah, already, you know, a, I took yeah. care of him. Yeah, he's a ghost. I was kind of disappointed, not against the movie, but like it was kind of that it was like a, this ghostly thing in the Phantom. You know, it's like a, he, he's lived forever, 
And because we're on the inside of this knowledge, you know, because we're getting, we're coming into this with Kit Walker as our protagonist, that, you know, you don't get a chance for the movie to actually play up the, like, he's a freaking creepy ghost that wanted... I mean, it's a different movie. Yeah, how would you even do that? That's the bad guy's perspective. They would never make a movie from just, you know... Yeah. In Batman, you would have to be like, well, I do like how... They did uh, do it in Batman Begins. Well, only, but there's only like a scene or two. This is still does, but this still does the same thing where... This does have an interesting, I mean, well, I guess, I don't know, stunt work, right? In that, in, in that first scene, uh, the fucking well, you know, when when there is the opportunity, I think that maybe is missed or isn't done quite well to mm-hmm. split, you know, to give the that, like, there's a ghost out there kind of thing. There is, like, lip service to it, but there's a stunt that happens where they have to drive a, uh, a van, a truck, across the suspended rope bridge. I think, like, if you ever want to see, like, a great fucking suspended rope bridge and a truck scene, you got to see a movie called Sorcerer. You ever seen this? They got nitroglycerin in the thing. It looks like they shot this thing for real. This, I mean, still looks pretty decent, but, I mean, it's a pretty good no, effect. Right. You know? <laughs> well, I mean, it was I like okay. it more for the majestic swing once they get on the road, yeah. because I like how you don't get out of the back of the truck. I like how the whole bridge turns upside down yeah. and they fall through it. It's like, well, fuck, now we're just hanging here. Yeah. And then, once again, you know, using the guns more as a tool and not like a killing thing, you know? Right. Looking at his trajectory and shooting the vine so you can have your majestic. <laughs> I actually yeah. really love that image. I mean, it's a faraway image. It would have been nice if they got a closer shot. Yeah. But just the way he's stretched out doing that slow swing, it's like, fucking hey, man. That's the fan I'm swinging over there. Yeah. Saving that fucking little boy. Zach. Yeah. No, that, I thought that was a pretty good scene. I mean, as far the as, like, the scene. action goes, it seems like there's not, like, a whole lot of it in this movie. But when they do it, it's like, well, you were pointing out, Travis, it's like, old-timey movie stunts. I mean, because it seems to be drawing its inspiration from, you know, what I guess that would be the chapter serials, not pulp novels, but, yeah, like, the, the, you know, the serials. old, like, westerns. Well, she know. gets kidnapped, Diana Palmer gets kidnapped three times. I mean, just like chapter serials. Just like how when we were watching Flash Gordon, every, like, segment ends with Flash Gordon getting kidnapped and being chained to a wall. Every single segment ends, and, like, his ultimate death is going to come, then he escapes, and then it's like, they still, in a weird, fun way, they still are kind of making these in those... Yeah. Chapter yeah. Zero, like, ah, oh, she gets kidnapped again. Of, she gets kidnapped yeah. again. Yeah. But I like In this, this scene, the thing they take Kim the, Walker uh, up to the whatever, but he's got to escape from them and <laughs> somehow transform into the Phantom, and, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that scene on the biplane, right? Was, oh, yeah. You know, when they're, like, climbing out on the, the rudder. On the, the rudder. Oh. The pontoon. The pontoon yeah, part on, of on the, the feet. Yeah, and you can yeah. see that it's actually stunt people doing this, like, while the thing is in air, and then they're going to jump onto a horse. And I don't know how much of that was real, but I mean, like... At least two like, shots. Yeah, it looked like they did enough of it, where it's enough like, that's ah, it. actual people well, doing this. Thing. Like, they well, probably only cut away so you could see the actors, just to make yeah, sure you didn't, like, right, yeah. Yeah. Well, because you see the second with... part where... where uh, Chrissy Swanson. Yes, Chrissy Swanson. Diana Palmer. Diana Palmer. That's what I was going for. She's getting ready to drop on the horse, you're like, yeah, that's not her. As you can tell. <laughs> oh, yeah. But there's yeah, that yeah, awesome, yeah. I mean, but it's, it's literally a few seconds right. of, like, the Phantom on the horse, the the the, the plane coming so close behind her, and that girl's just hanging off. It's like, yeah. oh, my God, that one shot was like, holy fuck, yeah. that was worth it. And it, to me, it was good enough that they had a plane, like, actually, well, it looked real to me, run into a cave, like, the mountain, right, as mm-hmm. the horse slowed, right? That was, that was real, right? Did that look real? Uh, I... <laughs> That looked real to me. I don't know. It's still, a, it's a, it's a visual effect. The, uh, I, think. I don't think the, the explosions 
there was a couple of them that like when the first when when the uh when the truck falls off the bridge yeah, and it hits like truck bed first and it explodes that seems like an optical explosion yeah. I thought it was. Then, I mean, I thought it was helped by pyrotechnics, but I didn't think it was. It, like that, it seems like two. Well, they could be filmed pyrotechnics and then just composite it on. Yeah, this is like the beginning of you know some type of digital composite. Well, anyway, I just like the image of well, that, yeah, with seeing the, the horse slowed down, and then here, and then seeing the plane. <laughs> the plane the, was the, the same best thing. joke of the yeah. whole movie. Of are you all right? I'm a little like whatever. Oh, it must be humidity. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that was after oh, the rope people. Yeah. yeah, I'm a little. Yeah. Must, I'm a little. Oh, it must be. <laughs> Great joke. Yeah, <laughs> it's on all levels. And the other like the major action scene that I remember is him racing through New York City on the horse, right? And he's running across. The, well, uh, before that though, how awesomely he like slid down the elevator shaft by using his like putting his guns. two guns like against the uh, steel. Uh, uh, Robo. You know, in those scenes, the it reminded me of thing, yeah. uh, <laughs> Diabolic. You remember Diabolic? It was like, there was a lot of, like... He's got the same... Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Diabolic uses the same peak as the Phantom. <laughs> Did you see that? I saw that Mystery Science Theater 3000 did Diabolic. Uh-uh. I'm going to watch it this weekend, for sure. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. I can't wait. But, uh, yeah, yeah. He yeah, he kind of looks... He's just purple instead of black. Yeah. And, and he has the mask. Right. So, uh... So yeah, they kidnapped Diana Palmer again, again, <laughs> because uh, well, I actually like the first time they kidnap her on the pontoon boats. Because once again, I like how just to just something different about the Phantom than any other superhero. It's just the whole like him, he's like a pirate superhero. You know, he, he there's airplane pirates, there's boat pirates. It's like. He just has a lot to, I don't know, he just seems to be... But doesn't it seem like that's part and parcel with those type of, with those type of stories, right? Well, I mean, he's like the only Sky captain the world tomorrow. It's always going to be, there's, he promised islands. But you know, there's superhero. Gonna be there's going to be boats. But I'm talking super. Batman yeah. doesn't fucking fight Asian pirates in the South mm. Pacific. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like... But- this is something the Phantom like, does. This is he's, an adventure hero. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't feel like a superhero. Well, he's, a mask, he's, he's a mystery man. Yeah. He's not a superhero. He's a mystery man. But yeah. let's not fucking like... They do have that, like he, he does have that 90s you know, goggle mask that every superhero mask? had. Yeah, well, yeah, because uh, I mean, he always had that. Ever since there's a lot of them, but I mean, like the domino mask. Yeah, but in, in the, the 90s, look back at the golden age characters, a lot of them had the domino. Mask. Well, no, but I'm saying in the 90s, it was made out of like plastic and it was oh, all the know, rubber because that's just how Vacuum you did it. Your, that, yeah, but they do that to this yeah. day. That's how you oh, do yeah, it. Yeah. You not that well, you spirit gum it. Well, this movie then had to have come about because of the success of the '89 Batman movie, right? I mean, there was yeah. a run of. What was after the? Well, it was Shadow. When was Batman it? Forever? <laughs> yeah, they yeah they were just kind of making all these. Well, right? Shadow. Well, that's they made what we were Dark Man. We they made yeah uh, Rocketeer. Rocketeer. Rocketeer yeah. Freaking yeah. It was just cheaper to do these. Like yeah, somehow the Mystery Men got by. Well, the Phantoms always had a pretty rich history in cinema. Like I said, he had the the chapter serial for I don't even know when the chapter serial was made. At least in the forties or maybe late thirties actually. But uh, I mean even in the <laughs> The resurgence was more in, I guess, the 80s with Defender, Defenders, Defenders of the Earth, the Phantom. Was it Mandrake what, what's in his, that? What's Mandrake his part of, what's, what, I'm trying to think of the Phantom. Oh, shit. Uh, I, when you said Mandrake, how, how is Mandrake? Mandrake, Mandrake the Magician Mandrake. was created by Lee Falk, the same yeah, guy that created so yeah. the Phantom. I read somewhere that Sergio Leone was 
like going to try and make a phantom movie no fuck. and uh, Mandrake the Magician. And yeah, that's why when you said that name, I'm like, wait, he was uh, oh, really? into doing that. There was just one like, recently recently? called King's Watch, which was Flash Gordon, Mandrake, and Phantom, wasn't it? Wasn't that King's Watch? Yeah, yeah. by Dynamite. Because yeah. they're just doing the Defenders. Mm-hmm. So the Phantom was in the Defenders of the Earth, and then, uh, I don't know what was first, this movie, or there was a cartoon that was Phantom 2040, that I want to say the guy that did Aeon Flux was involved with. It looked like his animation. Basically. Was that like a success? Or- <laughs> Oh, no. Nobody watched it? No, it lasted like a season or whatever. It was because mm. it was, I mean, it was just futuristic as fuck. But, and it well, got rid of the whole, like. Well, movie. and it was before the the comic boom, which was the new stuff. This was when, if they weren't Marvel or DC, they weren't superheroes to most people at that in that era to me. But then, then well, comics got a boost with some of the smaller companies. But like if your anything, Dark Horses, that's when you because you the mask yeah. and the shadow. I mean, if anything, they're like. We can't touch these, like, people like Superman and Batman are too hard because people's expectations are too high. So, so, uh, uh, so if we do these lower end heroes that are just a guy in a suit with guns and we just kind of like, whatever, we can kind of get away with it a little easier. We can, I mean, it's actually amazing. I think because, uh, there's not expectations, they're able to like, um, in a weird way, I don't want to say keep it closer to almost the original intent. Because, I mean, mm. the Phantom <laughs> doesn't deal with supernatural stuff. The Phantom doesn't talk to in his the, ghost in dad. The, in the comics. Yeah, in the comics. But it's just something in this movie. Like, the ghost dad was just a way to, you know, get the whole story of the father yeah. thing and the descendants of uh, the Phantom going a little easier. And the know? supernatural is an accepted thing at the time. It just because, that's the Indiana Jones. It is, well, because, it, it is like... Plus, See, if, it was a super, if it was a superhero movie without something supernatural, what people would feel cheated in a weird way, I guess. There's nothing supernatural are, in the Rocketeer. But it's got a rocket jetpack. It's still it's some special science. effects. Yeah, it's, it's more it's science. It's special stuff. effects. That's all it needs to be, special yeah, effects. But, specific, you got the, but I think it's specifically, this. it's the supernatural in the adventure story, right? That That's the thing. That, that's why it doesn't feel like a superhero like movie a couple to of me. Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, ooh, we're going after well, this. Well, it's mystery man. Yeah, it's exactly. It's mystery man. It's and a superhero. It's, yeah. But no, to me, dude, the stools of Taganja are Taganja of Taganda are is the fucking tesseract from Captain America yeah, One. The MacGuffin. Yeah. It's the it's just the glowy <clears throat> thing that shoots glowy the thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah, it glows. Well, I know you always have the bad guy get a hold of. It's a special effect, is all it is. It's 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 the atom bomb special effect that's going to show some glowy stuff. Which I like, man. I don't think this movie needed it at all. That's the only thing I was like. This movie could have had it. What's that? Or they've done instead. I mean, you see. I don't know. I'm not going to like rethink this movie, but. Well, you just said they didn't need it at all. They didn't need. They to didn't go need after the MacGuffin because, to me, like, okay, the reason Diana Palmer is such an intricate part of the story to me is because, like, unlike Lois Lane, where Lois Lane is only a romantic interest for Superman or something, Diana Palmer, his romance with her is the dependence of like the ongoing uh, a mantle of the Phantom. Like, he needs to meet a girl, and like, okay, my father died, I have to go to the jungle, learn to be the Phantom, like, put my time into this, but at the same time, I need to start a family so more Phantoms can be after me, which, when would you find time for that? I get that that's, like, part of it, I get that's why she's there, obviously you need a woman at some point, but, like, I did not feel the chemistry, like, there at all, I mean, it was like, 
it was just kind of like she was there to get in trouble and he was there to Dude. go after her, but oh. like she was a like a one note character. When as soon as because she's when, no Marion Ravenwood, when, that's for goddamn sure. <laughs> Marion Ravenwood, <laughs> or even Willie Scott. I'm bra- yeah, hey, I'm going there. She's closer to the Temple of Doom girl. That's great. I well, uh, no way, <laughs> no way. I like the <laughs> scene. No, hold on, hold on. Sorry, Damn scene. it, hold on. I like the fucking scene when they get out of her uncle's office. Which, where it's like, oh, I got a surprise for you, Diana. Kit Walker's back. You haven't seen him, you know. As soon as they're in the cab, she's like, you just left without saying It's like right there. She you love Kit Walker. What are you talking about? It's right there. It's with Kit Walker, not the Phantom. Can That's how the it? Phantom knows he can. Because Catherine Zeta-Jones wants the Phantom. He can pound yeah. that. Did that have Phantom babies, no problem. But Did that scene she, confuse anyone else? What? When, he, when she walks in and she's like, oh, Kit Walker. It's been, you know, what, six six years years or whatever. I'm like, you were just with him. You know that's fucking Billy Zane. (laughs) Look at that face. Look at at that jawline. It's the power of, and and number one, (laughs) if I, if I, like, if I, like, kidnapped you with, like, if if, if me and 20 other people kidnapped you and, like, I had Colin in a mask come save you. It's like, who knows? You might not realize it's Colin just because there's so much other no, shit going no, on. Well, if you not- don't recognize it's Colin, I'll come by and hit you in the head with a brick back. Dude, yeah. so, <laughs> that's just one of those movie things it's like, don't movie go thing. down the exactly. stairs. Yeah. You can't think like that. You gotta well, the, the, I mean, the Clark Kent thing, thing works so well because well, think, he's, he's a bumbling idiot that nobody ever notices. Think of how much of his face is only yeah. showing, though. He only has... But it's yeah. Billy Zane, dude. <laughs> well, if you yeah. know Billy Zane, right, you right. can see his eyes, his nose, and his mouth. I mean, it's like you yeah, can tell that but I mean, really she knows Kit, and she knows the guy. Well, when, I think when she picks it up is when he makes that stand, almost that superhero yeah, pose. Oh, that was I, that's yeah. my favorite. When uh, she's got a, a uh, buffoonish like suitor named <laughs> is he named Jimmy something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And he's like a rich boy, like pansy ass guy. I love that character though. He's a great <laughs> character. Yeah. You know, I had a like a whim to go fly and like whisk you up out of those uh, woodsy flannels and uh, take you back here. Well, what happened? I played some tennis and had a few cocktails, and the urge right. just seemed bad. <laughs> that was good. It was all good after that. But that, yeah, where he's like, where they're like, you know, we're looking for skulls, like a green. He's like green. I don't think I've seen a green or. Or no, he does say silver. He saw the green one. Yeah, silver. I don't think I saw silver. I saw green one. And then he goes, silver or green. Jade Brabs. <laughs> that was an Adam West yes, Batman moment. Yes, that was Adam West. Because then she yeah. kind of cocks Green. her head to the side and she's like, huh. Jade Brabs. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> Mom and Dad had rented a big room. Right? <laughs> it was right? my 12th birthday. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I said. It was like he was really trying to remember it. He sold that he was trying to remember it. I just it. like how, scene. I don't know, just that whole, <laughs> just that dialogue. My 12th birthday. Mom and Dad had rented a big room. He's trying to make the moment more about himself because he's... Or just, I mean, think of the important things in his life. He was 12 years old. These people have worldly shit going on. And this guy remembers, I saw a green skull when I was 12 years old. Mom and Dad rented a big room for my birthday. These are the important (laughs) things to this type of guy. The things he remembers. Not that they portray the character like that. I mean, he is more buffoonish. You know, I like when he's like, oh, how do you and Kent know each other? Like, from college. And he's just like, oh. <laughs> like, and he just walks away like, like he doesn't even care. Yeah. Well, they know that, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. he just they knows. Must they must have been connected. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was a smart interaction that, like, they didn't have to give more to that guy that, like, well, yeah, we were talking. You, know? you were talking yeah. about the, you know, did she love, Catherine Zeta-Jones loved the Phantom. She loved Kit. It's it's almost like 
Mary Jane in the Spider-Man movies fell in love with Spider-Man and then eventually Peter, but but Gwen Stacy was in love with Peter then Spider-Man. You know, it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah, but right. you know what sold that was because like, you know, Mary Jane had this like interest in spite finding out more about Spider-Man. This woman doesn't seem to have it like the Phantom kidnaps her and she's just kind of like he you know, doesn't kidnap is, her, he rescues okay, her. Sorry, that's right. Jesus Christ. don't kidnap. Back at, the, uh, at, her, <laughs> his, at his cave. And he's like, you know, I'm leaving. She's like, what are you talking about? I'm here to like, I'm an adventurer too, and I'm Diana, here to do a job. you don't know he's how like, dangerous these people yeah, are. And so he's like, goodbye. And so the next <laughs> time awesome. that, yeah, then, you know, after that, it's like, I don't get, I never got the feeling that like she, like, had any interest in pursuing the Phantom. She's like trying to pursue for her uncle these stone or find out. It was just Catherine Zeta Jones. Catherine Zeta Jones says, like, well, clearly if she loves him, right. don't loves lie. Her. Yeah. Because well, she. Well, again, that's. that's you're crazy about that. him and he's bad about him. And she doesn't acknowledge that either. There's like, there's zero chemistry well, there in this movie, Travis. No. <laughs> no it's I like, I it's, get, a, it's definitely it's in some in scenes the, for sure. But it's there, there's, like I said, the story. You just left, kid. not really there. When they say you just left, kid, she was hurt. She was fucking hurt. She's not overly enthralled with love because she's hurt by Kit Walker leaving. She was in love with this guy. But I pick yeah, it up dude, and it, I, I love her. I love her in this well, movie. It's Smile easy to pick it up because the movie's like well, it's shoveling it on like this is you know this. I, I don't is think the, that the role of her in the movie. I, I don't think that she is like really emotional as a person because they have that scene when she first comes home and her mom is really cold to her. Like she's been gone. It's she's showing been away. the distance between like oh these are Richie Richies, right? And, and I'm not, not one the of these, even though. Yeah. But even even in that, it's it's more like personal between her and her mother, because her mother's like no, the you, father, the uncle, or the uncle. I her think, and the uncle are. Well, like, who's the lady? Is that her? her? It's her aunt. That's her mom. No, it's her aunt. She that's lives that's with her aunt, uncle. Oh, that's right. That's right. Was it? I'm pretty fucking positive. I thought she it's said aunt, mom. uncle. Yeah, yeah. I thought she said mom. No, there was. No, I don't think. It, I thought she said like hello, maybe. mother, and she's like you uh, couldn't have picked. Mother? She said hello, mother. And she was oh, like you couldn't have picked a worse time to come home. Yeah, I thought but it was that her was aunt. because she's in these basically jungle. She's wearing fatigues. the. It's a. It's yeah. a. It's, it's a swank and yeah, but I mean, did you guys get the impression that like her mom isn't interested in what because she's a mother the same way. The the okay mother I I sort of got that was the dude's wife which that's her uncle that would be her aunt I but thought anyway yeah, I, I thought don't know said I mom, need to go back and look at I don't know it. yeah it doesn't matter but uh no. but the same way when when he's like uh what she's questioning or the uncle's questioning Xander Drax's presence and she says something about like oh just leave it to she's a very woman of the thirties she's a right. woman of the home blah blah blah. Where Diana Palmer is the fucking boy. so there's a yeah. it's not that she fucking hates she's just she yeah the daughter's a tomboy Absolutely. she's a I don't, she it's not unemotional it's just like she is not a subservient woman she's of not the a fucking society lady yeah well, she's not well not even the society I just think she's not a woman she's not the in the kitchen right. raising wo- children even though that's what Fiona yeah. wants her to be <laughs> I get that he was interested in her. Because well, he's like, oh, Diane Palmer? Oh, dude, from she, New York? Oh, God damn it. Yeah, he had the thing. <laughs> You're crazy. But that, that may explain. I mean, I think that might help this argument because she could be like head over heels in love with him, but she just doesn't show it because she's this independent, you know, she she's was. She's an independent, strong woman. Because I like, there's the narration at the end where 
That's why I like this movie doesn't end with, they're in love, they love each other. It ends with the guy saying, Diana promised she'd come back to the yeah. it's like, it's a <laughs> This like, is the beginning of their relationship, yeah. Colin. Yeah. Like, it doesn't, doesn't pan out with her it doesn't need the new to baby like, fan. <laughs> yeah, it just yeah. doesn't well, need no, to be like you know, their first sight. You know, they, did, Julia. they did a threesome on that beach hey, before they left. Hey, hey, with Kathy Zeta? Yeah. No way. She was what? Like, Michael you, Douglas. If you were the Phantom, would would you not? That's how I feel. It's Catherine Zeta Jones all the way. Yeah. No contest. My favorite Catherine Zeta Jones scene out of any movie ever. Entrapment when Ever. she's going through no, the... No, damn it. Is in this movie. <laughs> That's a good one. In the movie, in the good movie one. we're actually talking about... <laughs> oh, in oh, this okay. one. <laughs> uh, is when, when they got Diana Palmer kidnapped, and she goes like, oh, those look like expensive boots. And uh, she takes them off, and goes, hmm, I knew it. Fifth Avenue. I'm just my size. <laughs> I mean, that yeah. was like, oh, man, brilliant. And the Oscar goes to Catherine Zeta-Jones for being the bitch villain. Yeah, yeah. But, but she doesn't notice the letter falling out of the boots. So she has, she, like, tunnel first, vision on the boots. First. Yeah, yeah, just at first. She, but she then she goes, what's that? Yeah, she noticed. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's nitpicky. But if, like, something nitpicky. was falling out of a boot, she's I think I would notice. Boot. Like, a big white But she's thing looking at the Fifth out. Avenue. It was the Depression, dude. <laughs> they just got out of the Depression. <laughs> she was, just she was just looking at the fancy boots. Focused and they're on that boot. Yeah, because yeah, all that is is a piece of paper with a fucking spider web. Yeah. <laughs> like, drawn <laughs> on it. It's symbol of the it's not like, Brotherhood. Yeah. Like, what's that? I love the saying, brother. I like the idea that all oh, these ancient oh, the Chinese pirates, pirates yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I mean, this is what created the first Phantom. You know, killed his uh, his 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 first uh, his first ancestor's father and crew. And well, yeah, they created their own worst enemy in a weird yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, the evil like saint. Like the Razagul, Eastern. Uh, that's more. Eastern. No, that's more to do with the shadow, not right. Phantom. Yeah. Right. Because the Phantom had to go to India to learn his weird ways. The, so now DC, everybody goes to Nanda Parbat. The, right. The Phantom or the Shadow? The, the Shadow. I'm yeah. sorry. The Shadow. The shadow. Well, so, yeah, the, 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 yeah, so Ra's al Ghul, that's more of a Shadow-like take. Well, this I'm, is just, I'm like you. I always grew up think, th- I thought it was all in Africa. I always thought the Phantom well, was in Africa. Well, 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 I read the wiki and it said that this movie, well, in the 30s, in the original newspaper strip, it started, uh, Bengala was in Asia, India, somewhere around. But then in the 60s, maybe because of apartheid, they wanted to make the strip more relevant. They set right. it in Africa. That's the only thing I can. The wiki didn't like uh, expand on. Maybe later when I get a chance to read all my liner notes to the complete Phantom dailies now available yeah. at your local comic uh, shop. Well, Phantoms are are volumes like one through fucking seven are. But but yeah, I grew up with that same assumption that it was in Africa, and then watching the movie. It's like, you know, like we said. A tiger in Africa? Yeah. A tiger in Africa? Well, and the thing is, is is you're watching it, it, like you said, you're expecting, you know, that tiger could have been called Khan and Baloo and Bagheera are going to come running through and we got the jungle book. Yeah, it definitely was. It was an Indian. That's what I'm saying. Like, these guys went almost to the original 30s, not like Mm -hmm. the the read, whatever, that it was African. I don't know why. I kind of like the Africa thing because the Horn of Africa is a very popular pirate, like, uh... Traveling, uh, yeah, we had a route, a route, route, yeah, the trade route, trade route. Well, because you had commercial ships, you had all those commercial ships that had to come through there. Yeah, I've been high and drunk all night. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ, nitpickers, you gotta be a genius around here. (laughs) And we are getting older, so 
Yeah. My memory's pretty good. <laughs> Mine's shot. I'm done. All right. So, what else do we have on the Phantom before wrap up? Uh, closing. Uh, there's like those things. There's so much I can talk forever. We're just bouncing around so right. But we've pretty much covered the well. Yeah, the, the gambit. I mean, yeah. oh yeah, bada boom. Uh, you have to have the. Uh, we didn't even talk about. The fucking who the leader of the Singh Brotherhood Hiro, was Hiroyuki Tagawa is the actor's name. That, insert insert generic Japanese character. No, here. not generic. This guy well, was he's the everybody. Japanese yeah. badass <laughs> of the fucking late nineties, mid nineties to the. Oh yeah, this guy was the shit. I'm trying to think if he was in a Blade movie, he wasn't. Was he in Blade? Movie? I can't remember the last thing. The last no. thing he was. I remember, I remember he from been, American I think he was Me, in a, Rising Rising Sun. Sun. Mortal Kombat. Dude, he was either in one of those... God damn it. He was either in that Street Fighter Assassin's Fist web series, or he was in the Mortal Kombat web series. I think he was in the Street Fighter... Ah, shit. I can't remember. Yeah, it's gotta be somewhere on that. He wasn't in Mean Streets, was he? Was that what we watched with Tom? Tekken. He was in Tekken. Oh, God. I know you mean guys. 47 Oh, no. Jesus. He was the bad guy in Showdown Little Tokyo with Brandon Lee and Dolph Lundgren. Oh, he was the main yes. Japanese Yakuza member. You have no body. Uh, and Planet of the Apes, apparently, in 2001. Yeah, I remember him right the Tim Burton one. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Planet. Okay, that's what I was thinking about. And yeah, Mulan. he was in Planet of the Apes. And so he was, he was one of the voices in Mulan. He wasn't. Yeah, uh, who was he in wasn't obviously the oh, main guy. No, was, he was. Uh, uh, I don't know. There was like Paul Giamatti, him, and uh, he's been in 119 movies. Yeah, the main guy. He's been in a lot of shit. But yeah, so he's yeah. So I think player. yeah, he's a good actor. If anything, he's the only thing that like gives some uh, credence to the same brotherhood. Yeah, <laughs> to me, like oh, I love that guy. That guy's great. You know, he has. The, because he's there on their big, their big pirate set. They're on their big. It's like the, <laughs> which you had an issue with because like, they had every light on. That, I mean, it was a decent, but it should have been moody. It's like, but that's but it, it looked like a set. Well, yeah, yeah. Should including they fly into water. this. They right. fly into this volcano island, and then you go inside the. It's set. like a Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, but so much of the course. movie, and I mean, again, not to its detriment or the tone, but so much <laughs> of it does feel like you know everything's very stagey. It's one of those movies where you feel like the actors come in and say, "Like, hey, we need to go over there and do this," and it's like, "Yeah, but you're right," and, and away they go, and it, it all feels like it's very theatrical. That so the, the when the fucking. Pirate That's set showed the, up. It didn't bother me because the I'm like, plot drives already, this movie, not you know. character development. It's plot. I mean, that's why I like a movie like a superhero movie should be plot, plot, plot. It should be There's like a the lot adventure of plot at the beginning it, of this. The thing. adventure. Well, it's all, but it is really just a lot of chasing, a lot of like. I mean, that's what I like about it. It's all like I acquired an object. I'm fleeing with the object. I'm chasing after the object. Now we're escaping the object. Now we're rescuing the. No, like, but, it's like but there's before something that, you to have do. to stop and go to the boardroom and the. The, I love, the, I love uh, the party and like explain, <laughs> explain, explain who everybody is, and what's going on. But I thought they did that in a fun way. I like how uh, Xander Draxler was like he had that whole like he's explaining the lore of the skulls, and the guy goes, "But well, we don't have that." He goes, "Ray, Ray, Ray, I've got the location of the second skull." Like I like how he's like he's trying to have this big theatrical thing that he's kind of like, yeah. like I don't know, you just kind of personalize it because he is this like I say he. He's interested in the theatrics of the occult and the whatever. He's really not like I don't. He is the idea of someone who's only read about the adventures and now he wants to be part of it without any responsibility for like you know. It's like somebody that wants to practice mysticism, but without wanting to learn about the religions. That you mean from. Madonna? 
or just anybody <laughs> nowadays where if you want to you want to like if you want to practice like any sort of crazy like uh meditations or tramp but you really don't know where like it's like well these things are all related to religions dude and if you're like tapping into spiritual shit of religions that you have you no it's like know. who knows what you're really tapping into you know i mean, I mean fuck it's, that's weird to me that but you know so I think it's interesting. So yeah, that's my whatever. I think <laughs> that's your wrap up. No, All right. So that's that's the. <laughs> Wait, answer. do we have? Yes, that's the fan. Do we have? Yeah, do no we have an email? No, no mailbag this oh, week. Really? No need for email. Yeah, I don't know. Got it. He's slacking off. Somewhere. I know we did have a. Oh man, I can't remember. somebody recommended that we watch the last dragon. Yeah, and I wrote "Kiss My Covers." <laughs> it's on our list. <laughs> oh, actually, <Showing> Nick, <laughs> I I think I. This, Holly, this Facebook yeah. stuff, but I, I think I reposted or shared something you 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 wrote, and Nick wrote on my oh. <laughs> Facebook. Oh. He said that he wished that he was here with us for Time Cop. He really? Lo- he loves that movie. Oh no, Nick? you don't. No, <laughs> you're like, quit lying. No, you don't. <laughs> you just be. You haven't seen it in seven years. <laughs> no. no, you might. Oh boy, we all love our. Uh, well, actually, Tom, yeah, Tom called. He said he really wanted to be here for Time Cop. Time oh, Cop. Okay, has I can see It's just because it's a popular bad movie. It's the name. It's Time Cop. It's the name. It is the name. It's like RoboCop. You mean Doctor Who? Doctor Who. It's the time cop. Yeah, but it's it's time cop it actually says what the movie is in its title. Yeah. It's so the, the Phantom. Well, there's Sorry, a lot of them. No, that's all right. We, Robocop. Yeah. Robocop. That's another one. It's got it like right there in the title. Uh, Doll Man. Uh, I know. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, a lot of, of movies, movies that say it doesn't mean it's good. Uh, well, it yeah, doesn't mean horrible. it's good. That's true. Yeah, all right, sure. so that's the Phantom. That's the Phantom. Uh, Brent. Free show. So, Brent, it's going to start our wrap-ups, yeah? I am. Wrap it up. Uh... Yeah, uh, I feel like I always start my rap like this. Um, the Phantom is something. It's it's really something. Uh, it, <laughs> it, it, it feels like going into it. It feels like a big budget summer blockbuster. Um, and then as you watch it, <laughs> your hopes are dashed. It, it kind well. I mean, I think it's given the time. I mean, what are we almost, what is this, 19 years since this film came out? So, I mean, yeah, like, if you put it up against the blockbusters of today, well, even that, I think it has, like, more story and more heart than a lot of the blockbusters of today. Well, yeah, but they're that's, mostly special effects. Right. And yeah. because his origins, like, interwoven into the entire movie. Absolutely. Yeah. It really helps with this movie. <laughs> you, you know what? It, it feels like a... Uh, um, I mean, we we talked about Indiana Jones, but also the Mummy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, where and I think the Mummy pays it off all the way through. Not that this doesn't pay it off all the way through. I've but, never finished the Mummy all the way through. <laughs> oh, you, you never have? No, <laughs> no. I haven't seen Sky Horrible Captain. Movie. I've never seen really. That. Yeah, but it, it's that definite, you know, mid '90s feel. Like I should have picked this movie. <laughs> Like it's like the crow. Like this was the last superhero movie before the crow, which is like we were no longer put color in our yeah, superhero grim and gritty. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, and it feels feels like that. Um, it's very stagey at times, but I don't I don't mind that. Shut up, I don't mind that. <laughs> don't screw over his joke with your details. Fucking details. Sorry, Brent's but, wrapping up. I know. Man. <laughs> there's like inside jokes going on or something or conversations. Uh, it's 
like the the staged stuff i think is okay um i i was a little disappointed by the ending only because like there's this whole you know like plane ride to this mystical island it's supposed to be the bermuda triangle but there's a big volcano and you get this big wide shot of this island and when we land there's all these epic shots of like this lagoon and it's all beautiful and then you go inside a fucking set and you stay there the rest of the goddamn now you're on the pirates of the caribbean ride at disneyland yeah yeah Yeah, it's like just think of like you could see (laughs) the fucking and uh, you know by today's standards i know that would be a wall of green screen and they but they would still be out running through that shit and they would be like at the top of that volcano and shit would be going on and it would be cool and it would feel expansive and it really doesn't at the end not to say that the whole film doesn't feel like an adventure film because it, it does feel expansive and i mean you go to what you start out in africa right well bengali bengali you, you go to New York, you go to back to Africa, back to Bengali, <laughs> back to Bengali. But okay, anyhow, it, it feels <laughs> in the mountain. There's a stop over at the zoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go to a few places oh, in New York, and all the all all of the New York street level stuff. I love, like it, you know, it, it's it feels as good as like King Kong did it really well. The, right. the remake did, you know, it feels like that. that it feels time, like the 1930s, period, yeah. yeah, 1920s, 1930s New York. And it really puts you back there. Um, some of the skyline stuff, I know why they did it because it's, I think because they did it because of the comic book movie, but it feels kind of flat and two dimensional, which is cool. Um, you know, it's just a production design choice that they, that they made. Um, but that's, that's all that's like, I'm talking all about production. <laughs> the, the story, the heart of the story is it's a good one. I mean, it's, uh, it's, I, I saw it, you know, I mean, it's a, it's like, it's not an Italian gangster film, but it's, it's the family business being the, you know, it's being the superhero and c- carrying on that, that legend of the Phantom. And I think they did it really well. I think there's some touching scenes with him and his father. Um, I think that I, I did see that there could be a relationship there between the two of them. Not that it was a, a fiery romance between them but i think that like i maybe i just accepted it with him and diana with him and diana okay i'm making sure you're not talking <laughs> about him and his dad <laughs> yeah <laughs> i i, <laughs> I kind of just yeah trailed right into that one um but yeah so overall uh i would definitely recommend it to my friends and foe and check it out watch it love it anybody out there I read an autobiography by Bruce Campbell a little while ago called If Chins Could Kill. Anybody read that? In there, there's a segment where he talks about, like, at the point in his career following Army of Darkness and whatever the hell else he had done at that point, the Phantom came across his, like, you know, crosshairs. And he said that he lobbied, like, like according to, like, you know, Everybody in Hollywood, like, that was the project to be on. It was going to be, like, a big fucking deal. So it was, like, him and Billy Zane and, like, somebody else, like, battling tooth and nail to become the Phantom because this was, like, what was going to put somebody into, like, a career. <laughs> Billy Zane had come from, like, low-budget thrillers, I think, like, Dead Calm and yep. whatever the hell else he'd done before that. Titanic Lane is future, right? Yeah, and also two those Huey well. Bowl movies. Right. <clears throat> and we're after this. So it's, like, this was, like, the star-making moment for somebody 
and Bruce Campbell lost out to Billy Billy Zane. So, like, what would the world have been like if we had Bruce Campbell as the Phantom? A darker place. <laughs> well, I mean, it's unfortunate that, that the movie didn't go on to have any kind of box office success. I mean, like I said, I remember seeing it in the 90s. It was, for some reason, like I was telling these guys during the, like, for some reason, it's linked to Congo in my memory. Like, you know, I remember where I was when I saw it. Uh, but the movie kind of evaporated itself from my memory. So I'm like, does that mean it's a bad movie? Watching it tonight, I don't think so. I mean, it's got its problems. I think, you know, it's, I mean, I don't know if you can even say that they're problems. What I just noticed about it was like, you know, now as an adult watching it, it's like, okay, I can see that like it's very stagey. Yeah, it's got a bunch of supernatural hokum. Yeah, the characters are kind of, you know, it's like, you love oh, Supernatural Hogan. Pro- well, yeah, I mean, I don't have anything against All your movies, DVD collections are Supernatural. <laughs> you know, it's like you got characters rushing into rooms and making proclamations and all this other stuff. But it also promises, I think, like, you know, and delivers on, like, a spirit of adventure. Like, it's an adventure movie. Like, when I think of adventure... Like in my mind, like for some reason that's what I see. I see the plane going over the island. Right. I see the the boat, the map you know, with the dots. The do, do, swing, do, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see the swing, and I'm like, am I seeing it just because? Like in my mind, is it Indiana Jones is adventure? But like when playing like uh, you know those Uncharted video yeah. games, and that's why you know again I like the relationship between them. I'm like you know comparing that, but I know uh. it's a, a sticking point. I like Christy Swanson. She was proto Buffy. And I don't care what you say, Gary. She was in a Playboy magazine years on after Buffy. I didn't say she wasn't hot. I said I preferred Catherine Zeta-Jones. If you had to choose. Catherine (laughs) Zeta-Jones. I already said it. I'm sticking by it. I'm I'm right behind All right. I'm going Chrissy Swan. I want to say that she dated uh, David Spade, though. So, I mean, there's something wrong with it. But uh, anyway... (laughs) Colin hates David Spade. Later on that, but getting back, weird. Uh, I think it's what it, a weird battle to choose. Yeah, this is a, a David Spade. I'm going to say what no one else has the guts to say. Fuck um, David Spade. <laughs> on the Saturday Night Freak Show, you heard it. Uh, I think it's like it's a really good because I'm looking back at it and I get I don't know am I a Puritan or something like that? I'm like sitting there going like there's no like real violence that would be objectionable to, like, a parent, uh, you know, like, there's no swearing, there's no adult situations, it's like, this is a family, I guess, adventure movie, you know, I mean, it's like, it seems, yeah, and so it seems like it's kind of like, if you were younger, you know, like, if you were a kid, seeing this, all the stuff, all the problems that I have with it, just fucking evaporate, and it becomes then, like, this awesome thing. And it's like, I think that's what you just have to see. Well, because even the two deaths you actually see on screen, to me, were almost Looney Tune-esque. You know, the cannon shooting the guy. Right, yeah, right. You know, from across the room. So, I mean, those are... And that one guy disintegrated by the laser. Right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's not even like Indiana Jones went to like a dark place. Yeah, with with melted skeletons. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. You know, it's like, you know, that was talked about on the uh, playground for weeks, but... uh, the Phantom, I think, would be you know. I mean, it's a it's a fine you know little adventure movie, and it's a. I mean, I guess we just found out what today that Billy Zane says they're trying to work on some kind of reboot or something. It was just like seriously on social media. Like talking about the Phantom for years. Well, if they yeah. do it, he has to come back as the father. Yeah, and it has. Yeah, yeah. He yeah, said there's something up. Did. Like, stay tuned. That's a great character. Blah blah blah. We're working on something right now. So there's. Clearly, more to it, and 
I think, you know, yeah, I mean, it's a cool little movie. I had fun watching it. Let's put it like I liked the experience watching it. All right. Uh, for starters, uh, this movie has a special thing for me because I got my son to watch when he was a little boy, and it's still in his video collection to today. He loves this movie. Uh, Billy Zane was born to play a superhero. I don't know if you've ever seen Comic Book, the movie, but I've seen Bruce Campbell put on the mask of the Get hero. Get the fuck out. Yes. He puts on a mask of the hero from the movie. I can't remember. It's Captain something. It's But it's a Captain America-like character. He looks ridiculous. Oh. If you'd have put that chin in this mask, it would have been horrible. So thank <laughs> God chin. they didn't do it. So That chin in a mask. It's like yeah. framing a chin. Yes. It's like, <laughs> exactly. it's like Mount Rushmore, but really gone wrong. But... but but uh, and, and Billy Zane, like I said, he's one of those actors that, to me, in every movie, whether it was Sniper, uh, Demon Knight, he's always the same kind oh, of Demon goofy, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but he's great yeah, at yeah, it, yeah, right? Yeah, you know, and and that's oh, what I love. Great. And looking at Billy Zane, like I said, in the scene where the guy's trying to heal the knife wound on his side, that guy was born to play Superman. He could have played Superman, he absolutely. Could've. So super, he's a great superhero character. But like Travis has pointed out. The Phantom isn't a superhero. He's a mystery man. And that's what I think this movie gives you. It's that roller coaster adventure ride. You know, it's a fun, it would be a popcorn movie, you know, for people that had no idea what the movie was about or the character. You could still go in and watch all the action and have fun with it. Uh, it plays with some of the elements that I see in Spider-Man recently. The Catherine Zeta-Jones character would be more like a black cat who loves the superhero, doesn't know who he is, just loves the hero, that person. Uh, but, it, again, it's a good movie. I, I love watch, watching it. Uh, the only thing I do have a few problems with is a couple of the cutaway scenes. But this is probably real early days of green screen CGI. And, and you can tell the cuts it's, in the scenes. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. But, but other than that, I mean, it's a fun movie. Like you said, I, I do think some of the scenes, I, I wonder at times if they were trying to keep certain buildings out of the frame. Like the Twin Towers or a few other things. Because oh. that would have been built after that time period. So I wonder if a lot of those scenes were yeah. shot that way to avoid some of that. I got the impression that those maybe had been like green screened all the you buildings. You think so? Yeah. All, yeah. Or it was a model, maybe. That's, that's true. Could have been. Yeah. Or a matte painting. Or there was matte. definitely a matte painting on the when they were boarding the Pan Am flight and you could see the city. Like yeah. that looked like it looks like that's been painted there, but well, and, and like I said, all the characters that are that fun, real. over the top. Right. You know, Treat Williams. He's another guy that I love in all of his. You know. He's played different characters. He's been the hero. He's been a villain. Uh, but, again, he brought that performance. And, and like you said, he was having fun being who he was. Yeah. He had the money. To, he could afford to be an asshole and didn't have to apologize to anybody. And and, and he was a, a great character. The uh, the uncle, I can't remember the actor's name, but he was in 13 Bill Days. Smitrovich. When he's delivering the speech to JFK about the Russians, it's this, I'm hearing that same thing. The way he delivers his speeches is about, gentlemen, we've got tyrants rising up. It's the same thing about the Cuban Missile Crisis in 13 Days when he's playing that part. So a lot, a lot of my favorite actors, the leader of the Singh Brotherhood, you know, I, I've loved Gary him. Tagawa. Yeah, whatever that name is, however you say that properly. But... But Tegawa, yeah, know. he's one of my favorite. So it had a lot of my favorite people, and, and Christy Swanson, I liked her in in the original Buffy. It was a goofy movie, but it was kind of fun. And then she was in one called Zebra. I can't Zebra Lounge. Zebra Head. No. Zebra Lounge. It's with her and uh, one of the Baldwins. It's about a swinger couple. Not Drive with Charlie Sheen. The Drive Chase. Chase. Oh, the, the Chase. Chase. The, the, the Chase. Chase. Yeah. The Butterfinger. Well, and she was also in the program. 
right? The football yeah. movie. So you know, yeah. she's had a good career, and, and like I said, I, I like her. I just Deadly prefer- Friend. Anyone? Deadly yes, for God's sake! I yes. want to see this at the break <laughs> show. I've never seen. It. I've always wanted to see. It. We have can, to watch. Can it I the make one show. suggestion without blowing anything? No. Shut it off. <laughs> Shut it off before the last five minutes. What? No. That might be the best part. Don't do it. Don't do it. We might make it. We'll talk later. We're not talking later. I'm going to see that Phantom movie. Absolutely great movie. Thanks for picking it, Travis. It was a a lot of fun watching. We're always going to pick it again. <laughs> no, uh, double free. What's my mo- next movie? The, the Phantom. Phantom. I just think there's a lot to be said for a character that can survive like over freaking like eight, almost eighty years, or you know, it's uh, right actually thirty six. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna do the math. We're breaking off the math. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, I just think it's a pretty incredible thing when someone can... Um, I mean, it's a genius script when you can take a character that no one fucking knows. I didn't know. I, well, I you know, I was raised on comic books. I didn't fucking know who the Phantom was in 96 or whatever, you know, when this movie came out. But they were... Same thing with the Rocketeer, even though the Rocketeer was created in the late 80s or the, or the mid-80s by uh, Dave Stevens or whatever. Uh, you know, I think it's an incredible thing when... Uh, People can uh, make these movies and just give you a full rounded picture of who the character is, what they stand for, what the. Because I mean, I don't. I mean, the the Phantom doesn't. I don't think has any sort of like main villains the way like oh a Red Skull or and that's what a lot of superheroes depend on is a Lex Luthor or a whatever. So I think the movie using yeah, the origin was good enough to kind of keep the movie going but with like you find out more and more about the it's like you already you know the phantom's a normal dude but everybody keeps referring to him as a ghost or an immortal and you're like the fuck is this about why did they why is everything he's a ghost or why is everybody like how is he able to do this and then you just keep peeling back the the layers and uh uh, yeah, I just oh, I mean, I've loved the character ever since. I've got a huge Phantom collection. I've yet to read a lot of it just because it's so big now. Because I mean, I just like the character. I like the artwork of the character. I like the character design. Even though I mean, like uh, Sci-Fi Channel did a new Phantom uh, pilot, and you can get it on DVD or whatever. Well, they never took a the series. No, uh, it was horrible. It was really bad. I remember hearing they were going to do it. Only the first part was awesome. The first part where where it explains how because every because every every phantom like has has their son raised in the states so they can go to school or whatever. But in their version, he he was like raised in the states under like foster parents, you know. So he had no idea it was Kit Walker. Then when Kit Walker and Diana Palmer get murdered. Then, like, the keeper of the mantle has to, like, find this kid and tell him, you know, your foster parents are actually your bodyguards. You are Kit Walker, the next Phantom. But then, of course, as soon as he sees the costume, he's like, I'm not wearing that. And it's like, of course, you know. Yeah, because we live in the world. Yeah, we live in the world nowadays. We're being a super. And and I like how at least this movie being 96 was like the last movie where, I mean, we've all seen the new Supergirl pictures. I mean, I love it. I actually Mm. do like the costume. It's grim and gritty. No, you can't have any color nowadays. You can't even even the next phantom that we see in the movies. I guarantee it's going to be a darker purple. Yeah. It's going to be a yeah. way darker, like closer to black <laughs> than purple. 
It's going to be like a maroon purple or whatever. Well, I like this movie's bright purple. You know, how's he? It's not important. It's not about how he's hiding in the jungle. Right, right? It's not fucking camouflage. He is an immortal royalty. You know, he's out there to kick ass and uh, not hide. And uh, I like how this movie, I mean, it didn't really explain his rings, even though you did see Quill and you seen him like punch people and you leave the, the mark. But that's supposed to tell you. That, like, if if the Phantoms run into you before, you're going to have the Phantom Skull mark on your face. You know, your forehead or your, you know, somewhere on you. You know, in the comic books, it was a it was a tattoo ink that he had just had to press on you or, of course, punch on you. Because in the other hand is a friendship one that he places on people he protects. That way you can see there's a tattoo of somebody that's protected by the Phantom. He didn't use that in this movie, but that would have been kind of cool. <laughs> just because they had to use the whole phantom ring as the other part of the MacGuffin, the other part of the uh, and it shot laser beams out of it. It, it reflected shot laser beams. Out it, of it. It, it shoot it shot. I thought it was reflecting. No, it no, shot its own it purple sword, laser beam. It was the beam, Schwartz. Like, yeah, 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 Schwartz is as big as your Schwartz is as big as mine. But so yeah, I do actually. I mean, I love this fucking movie unabashedly, but I do tune out towards the end because yeah, this movie to me it does start off really big and then it really gets small. I mean, it really starts to get small by the end of the movie. You're like, fuck, let's go out to the jungle again. Let's like you know, you guys had lots of uh, production value when you were riding on a horse out in the jungle, and even in the end credits. The, some of the panoramic shots. <laughs> you know, yeah, that would have been better. But where then, yeah, we were you at. just had the here's the one wall. Don't look at the other side of the cave. There's nothing over there. <laughs> you know, I mean, and there was some An nice scenes, blockbuster, right? Like when Billy Zane was sneaking around within the building, and they had some of the lights turned off, and it was more moody. It's like the place felt bigger, you know, because as long as you turn lights off, it can feel bigger. But you turn all the lights on, it's like, huh, no, it's just. There's some stairs there. There's like a door through here. There's uh it's like the fuck is this? It's like a playhouse. It's like a- I love the way Billy Zane like he climbs up this ladder onto a roof. And the way he does it, like he's really doing that, but it's oh, like yeah. he's floating. Yeah. Like the way the guy like he yeah. can like has a stride about like him. Like he's like an animal. Cat. Yeah. Well, let's it's- not forget Travis's line that should have been in the movie, which was pirates. At the pirates. point when he saw the rats at Crafty Company called Pirates. Pirates. Now my son. Yeah, I don't know. I love this fucking movie. I like there's a and the reason because it's almost like a we've been talking uh, like a little bit of well no, we haven't been, but in our own personal conversations, because we saw John Wick, we've been talking about having your character be nobody to the audience, but somebody important to everyone Everybody around else. them. And how you're selling how awesome this fucking dude is by everybody around him. And I think the Phantom is one of those guys where you build this mythology around this fucking precedes guy. Him. You know, yeah, the, in a weird way, yeah, the reputation. You you know, it's all about he's an immortal, he can't be killed, he can't be... It's like, but you know he's real. So it builds a mythology, it builds a legacy, it builds like... It, there's something important about it. As if... Okay, like, because, like, okay, Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman are, like, the only three characters in the DC universe that have always remained the same people, where Green Lanterns and everybody else, have they're in their second or third incarnations, and it makes it feel like there's a legacy to the character, like, there's more, like, there's a real history there. It's not just a comic book, it's not just... 
you're reading this and it has no continuity. It's like you are reading this and yeah, there not, might not be great continuity because they want every comic book to be the comic book for the generation it's representing. But at the same time, they still build what feels like a history of there was a before, a, a, a middle, and maybe torch. a future or a yeah. passing of the torch. There's always the possibility of a new story for a new generation to be like, you're the new fan of. That's why I think the sci fi channel thing could have worked and could have, like, you know, uh, brought about new Phantom fans. But isn't it amazing how even though Sci Fi Channel made a flop, it's still talked about in Hollywood? It's like the Phantom is this thing. It's like it's a good idea. People just need to crack. It's it's almost too basic to crack in a weird way. It's like we try to be high, like, just like in this high, this tried to be. 1980s supernatural adventure where it should just be adventure. It should just be able to be adventure. But no, they they have to try to where I can't even imagine what our next future phantoms are going to try to bring in. Like, he's going to be broody. He's going to like the, the burden a transforming of robot, isn't a transforming robot. Oh, God, don't. Uh, Somebody's going to run with that. Devil are gonna be. So I, of course, totally recommend Copyright, this movie. Copyright, freak show. Uh, he's one of my favorite superheroes. I draw him at least once a week. <laughs> I love this. I love drawing him. Uh, I draw him I once do, a I draw week. Him That's a good week. recommendation. I draw like him. his French girls. <laughs> because I co- one, a costume is one, his costume is so basic that it's like people should hate it, but like I love it. There's something about it. It's like, it should be gaudy. It should be... Oh, the new Phantom I actually do like in the new Dynamite books is Lothar, who was Mandrake the Magician's uh, like assistant in the Dynamite comics, has taken over until they can find the mantle of the Phantom. So right now we do have a black Phantom, which looks good in the costume. Like, a black guy looks good in the purple costume. <laughs> There's something about oh, it. It's yeah. like, holy fuck, this works. It works. There's It's something different about it. It's something that we're able to take another uh, King Syndicate uh, character or whatever and put him in the role of the Phantom just because, you know, you have to... I mean, every Phantom story has to end somewhere with him dying or some, right. like... Whatever, you know, there's only one way to, like, keep a fan of going. Blood in, blood out. Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't think any story's ever gone past the 21st, which takes place in the 40s or whatever. I don't think they've ever done Phantoms into the 60s, 70s, blah, 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 blah. So it's like, who knows? The future's out there, hopefully in Hollywood. Oh, I can't wait to see another Phantom movie. He uses guns. I like, I, for some reason, I love dudes with masks and guns. There's I'm right there some, with you. It's an image. It's a a striking image. I mean, that's why those pulp novels look so awesome. There's like an image about a masked dude with fucking twin guns, whether he's just sticking them out like in front of (laughs) a blazing. It's it's a cool shadow. The shadow spider. Spider's the same way. He's got that crazy hair, that fedora, Mm. and he's got the two guns out. It's something about having the fucking two guns out. It's like it it speaks to us. It's a part of our heritage. It's not just superhero. It's a part of our heritage. It's part of the American history. I was going to say, it's American. (laughs) It's It's American. It's American. When it comes to our... Convenience store security cameras. (laughs) (laughs) It's there. Yeah, when it comes to our, the mass vigilantes of the West and into uh, prohibition uh, of the of the freaking twenties uh, or whatever, it's just yeah, it's a part of our heritage that, and that's why superheroes came out of this because once all the real stuff went away, we needed super villains to take the place of well, we don't have the gangsters, we don't have Adolf Hitler, Nazis are gone. That's yeah. when the super villains took the place, and comics became more fantasy driven. 
So it's like, this is, you know, this is, this is history, folks. This is American. The Phantom is like fucking baseball yeah. and motorcycles. <laughs> and yeah, he is. He's American fucking history. The mystery man, man for sure. Mystery man, around. for sure. America. Made in America, ladies and gentlemen. I recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's the Phantom on Saturday Night Freak Phantom, Show. Next Phantom, week, Phantom. we'll be watching a movie chosen by Brent. <gasps> That's got to be Time Bandits, right? Holy fuck, I've never oh, seen Time Bandits. I'm stoked. Time Bandits. That's a classic. You know movie. who else has never seen it? Who? Me. Holy shit, this guy. Oh, he's he going in the... blind. Good for you, sir. Ballsy move. Thank you, Terry Gilliam. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Awesome. All right, so Time Bandits next week on the Saturday Night Freak Show. show until show, show. then, the basement is going dark. <laughs>